Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Foundation of You. And today I've got a special guest who's going to teach us something about something that I've only recently learned about. So I'm fascinated with this topic. And so the topic is human design. And my lovely guest today is Nicole Towers. So Yay. (laughs) And Nicole, it's just such a delight to have you on the show because um, I've been watching your evolution as a business coach and now as a human design guide. And it's been really interesting to watch, as I said, because I didn't really know a lot about human design. So how did you, first of all, welcome. And how did you come to learn about human design and actually, you know, how did it, um, how did it manifest for you as something you really wanted to get stuck into? Thanks so much for having me on, Jenny. I'm delighted to be here. And yeah, with human design, I actually discovered it with a couple of other business coaches. They were asking what my human design type was and I hadn't heard of it. So Mm. naturally, the investigator in me uh, went in and started learning about it. So I started extremely experimenting with my own human design and really diving deep into the learning side of it. And then this year, I just felt like, I guess something was missing in my business coaching. I wanted to dive in deeper and really get to know my clients on a deeper level. And I took an opportunity to become a certified human design reader earlier in the year. And yeah, it's been amazing what a difference that's made. It's sort of been that missing piece for me. And it's allowed me to go a lot deeper into my coaching with my clients as well. And yeah, it's been a really fascinating journey to dive deeper into it for myself. And then also now with my clients too. Wow. And so what was it um, that was specific to human design that you realized that you, you know, you wanted to to take it, you know, take that certification course and, and how did you know that something was missing or you, or you wanted to add that to your, to your repertoire? Yeah, I, I think I was noticing a real difference in me when I was leaning into my strategy and authority in human design. And Mm -hmm. I was really noticing that things were becoming a lot easier for me and everything was flowing a lot more. And I had a lot more energy as well because I was using my energy more wisely too. So when I started leaning into that more, when an opportunity came up to study it, I jumped at the chance. It's something that I thought that I wanted to do in the future. And then I guess the planets aligned and the opportunity came up and I went all in and it's actually been amazing. I've loved learning about it and it's what really lights me up. And I guess I just felt something was missing. I started my journey in my business journey as a social media coach and I had a background in journalism and Mm. that came about because I have young children and I wanted to sort of spend more time with them. So working from home made sense. So I had an opportunity to start doing social media management and quite quickly I was almost sort of building up an agency level, but 
after a while that wasn't feeling aligned. I wanted to work more deeply with clients rather than doing all the done for you services. So yeah, I started doing business coaching, which I loved and marketing, Mm. but I also wanted to, when I found about, about human design, it just really sparked a real curiosity within me. And I guess that was, I feel like that was a piece that was missing because I have, everything's flowed in my business. I've had as a projector, um, it's a lot about waiting for the invitation opportunities. And when I started really following that human design, those opportunities and from people and all sorts of things have started really flowing in my business. So it's been quite exciting and I've yeah had so much more energy because of it. Right, right. Because you have a better understanding of how you operate because it's all aligned with your birth date and the time that you were born. Tell us a little bit about that. Like how does one, um, I know you mentioned an archetype uh, projector, right? How do you know, like, how did that come about? What, what is the specifics so that people can understand what is their type? Yeah, absolutely. So there's quite a few different places you can go, but the place that I go to is geneticmatrix.com and you can enter in your date, time and place of birth mm-hmm. and it actually prints out a blueprint and the blueprint is a map of your genetic or energetic code and it really allows you to have like a roadmap and a practical tool for really living in more alignment with your authentic self and you're also able to really navigate life in a lot more alignment or even your business as well with more ease and flow so it really provides a lot of wisdom into your energetic design and your personality as well so there's Mm the conscious uh, side, which is your personality. So that's the moment that you were born. That's that part of it. And then there's also 88 days prior to birth, which is your more of your unconscious design and body. So mm-hmm. that's a, a sort of the flavour, I guess, that other people seeing you that you might not be as aware of as the conscious side. So it's quite interesting to see that. Yeah. It's similar to the astrological natal chart in that looking at your, the time when you were born to see when the planets aligned. And yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. And I guess a lot of people liken it to the Enneagram, but that's more of a questionnaire, whereas this is really more of a, a depth in knowing where the planets were when you were born. So it's, yeah, it's interesting that it, it really synthesizes both and it also synthesizes a combination of the astrology, like I mentioned, but also the I Ching and the Kabbalah and the chakra system and quantum physics. So it's quite an interesting mix there. Wow. Yeah, that is just fascinating. I didn't know all of that. And what does the, so with the planets and where they are, there's certain types then, so sort of like the zodiac. Um, How does that, how many types are there and and who decided that? (laughs) Yes, well, there's uh, five energetic types. Some, some say four, but the generator and the manifesting generator, I sort of separate, but some call the manifesting generator a subset of the generator. Mm-hmm. And there's also the projector, which I am, and also the reflector and the manifester. So there's five different types. So I guess at first glance, it would appear that, you know, there's not much to it. There's only five different types, but there's so much more that goes into that because you could have a different authority as well which is how you make aligned decisions. Mm. And there's also different gates 
that can be activated and different energy centres as well that can be defined or undefined. So there's a lot that you can look into to see how to manage your energy and how to prevent burnout in your life and business as well. There's a lot of different aspects that you can look at to really dive deeper. It explains a lot, doesn't it? When you start to look into it and and understand, because at first sort of glance, I would think, oh, um, you know, I know I'm a manifester. But then when I did mine, I was, uh, I am a manifesting generator, an MG. And so it's really interesting because I do often have a lot of things on the go and there, it can often seem a little bit chaotic, (laughs) you know, but I guess that explains that I like to do a lot of things and, you know, I, I, I just, um, I, it gives it that extra, the generator part gives it that extra sort of, um, feel of, I know now why I do those sort of extra things. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are relieved when they find out their energy type, because as a manifesting generator, there's a lot of conditioning that's involved through their life where people say, you're doing too many things, just focus on one thing. And sometimes that makes you feel confined to have to do that. But Mm. when you realise that you're a manifesting generator and you're actually designed to have a lot of different creative urges and to be doing a lot of multiple things at once, you'll have to be the type of person that has 20 tabs open at once and doing multiple things. And that feels okay to you. That actually feels good to you. So when you actually realise that, it's a real aha moment. Yes. And it's so funny because I was actually going to do a story today on Instagram about how many people have multiple tabs open. I literally on my Chrome, I've got probably about 30 and I don't want to close any one of them down because I like to, that was something that sparked my interest and I haven't quite gotten to it yet. (laughs) Or, you know, it's a spreadsheet or it's whatever. And I haven't quite finished that. So it's really interesting. I thought how many other people are like that, but maybe it all comes down to what archetype you are and you know, as a projector, how many have you got open? (laughs) Well, I, as a projector, they're really into systems as well. And I do have a few open, but I also bookmark the ones that I sort of want to come back to later. So I haven't got too many up at once. Ah, (laughs) yeah. So you've got a system. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, you know, oh, I'll look at that one. In fact, I looked at one today. I was like, oh yes, I remember why I first wanted to see that. And so what, um, you know, what does it feel like? I mean, how do we know in terms of our personality? I know you mentioned something about, so there's that, is it like an umbrella? So those five archetypes or types, are they like an umbrella? And then what sits underneath that are your personality? Explain about the, you know, the numbers of a human design. So your, there's, there's different flavors, I guess, looking at different areas, but for you, I mean, I've looked at your chart just before we came on and I looked at all the, the gate activations and the gate, the gates are the numbers that you'll see within the centres which can be either defined or undefined and that's a sort of unique flavour of energy that sort of makes up your aura. It's how other people will experience being in your energy as well. Mm. And you have in your human design chart, you've actually got um, eight defined centres So, and you've got quite a you've got five channels and yeah these are the different flavors of energy so looking at your chart um for instance your conscious personality is in gate 48 
and that's the gate of depth, which sort of is sort of something that is a bit, bit like line one, the investigator, is you're constantly getting deep into the details to build a solid foundation of things. Mm. But you can also feel like sometimes you're really up in your head sometimes. So it's you like to really build that um, foundation of knowledge and dive deep into different things in your learning. Do you find that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned foundation, seeing as the podcast is called The Foundation of You. (laughs) Because I really am about, you know, finding out. I do love to, the detail is my jam. I love to find out that, you know, why do things work? What, you know, what is it that makes that tick? Or, yeah, I'm just very much about that exploring. I love that. Yeah, so, yeah, there's different areas that you can really look into to understand more. Um, You've also, we were talking about before your profile, which is the Mm 5-1, and that's the role that you're here to play in life. If if life was a movie, that would be your role. And as the 5-1, there's all these interesting names in human design, so when you're not as familiar, it can be uh, um, interesting to hear these, but it's called the heretic investigator, so the line 5 and line one together make that heretical investigator. So your conscious line is the heretic, which means that you're really have a lot of amazing and unique solutions to problems for Mm -hmm. people. So people often project and come to you for your wisdom. And for that line, it's really about setting those boundaries and only sort of knowing when to give your energy to the things that really feel aligned to you Otherwise, it can start to deplete your energy when people come to you all the time um, for that wisdom. And the line one, as we mentioned, is the investigator. So that's really diving deep into the knowledge of things to build that solid foundation. So it is quite a wise, um, it's, a, it's a leadership kind of um, profile line as well. Hmm. And, yeah, you're a real guide. So that really resonates, I think, with... Yeah looking at your journey in your business as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> and I think for me, it's definitely been about um, the fixing or, you know, the, the I love to, I, I've always sort of called myself the fixer. If you've got a problem, I'll help you solve it. I'll help you. You know, it's very much, you know, give me a challenge and I'm up for it. You know, I'm up for finding out what the best solution is I mean, I don't always know the answer, but I'm happy to give it a crack. And yeah, I think that's definitely when I read that about myself and for anybody else, you know, if you are often somebody that is, um, people come to you to, to help them with their, to solve whatever it is, then it can really resonate and you go, oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's something that I feel that I'm really good at. Yeah, absolutely. People will be naturally drawn to you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you a five, one as well? Uh, I'm a one, three, a one, three. Okay. How did I, I thought maybe I am. Well, one of my daughters, she's a five, one as well. And so what is a, what does a one, three mean? So the one is that, that investigator line. So that's my conscious line. And I really resonated with that when I heard that because I studied journalism. I loved interviewing and diving deep into that investigative side. I've always, yeah, I've, studied a lot and I've done a lot of um, courses and things like that through my life and that really resonated but then the line three is known as the martyr but it's really um, a trial and error so you live um, it's very experiential Um, you live your life through really trying out things and Mm. learning from those experiences and 
I didn't really resonate with that as much because I guess I had through my life, I've had that perfectionist tendencies, which Mm -hmm. I feel like I've recovered from, but I guess I wouldn't allow myself sometimes to try things in fear of failing. So I wouldn't actually attempt those things because I wanted things to be perfect. So I think that's been the biggest, one of the biggest things for me is understanding that line of actually, instead of being all up in my head and learning things is taking the action and trying things out. And that's been an amazing difference. I found in my life and my business, I'm really taking a lot of aligned action as well. So that's been, yeah, a huge difference for me. So it's, it's interesting. That's something that, that was my unconscious side that I really wasn't aware of and knowing that and experimenting with that has had a really profound effect on me. Yeah. And, and then you just take that into your uh, business and you mentioned, and um, I guess when we think about our business through the lens of human design, you know, it's a powerful thing. And you've said that, you know, it can empower you to make aligned decisions with complete clarity. You can use your own strategy when it comes to marketing and launching rather than trying to apply other people's strategies, which makes total sense. You know, how many times do we actually try and model somebody else what they've done and it just doesn't fit? It doesn't sit with us. Like, and so once you do, you know, once you do your own human design, it makes a lot more sense when you see, ah, actually I do things this way. And you also said that it allows you to connect to your authority to make decisions that feel right for you, not, yes. not for what somebody else thinks. And that's, I think, really important when you're in business and you may not have the confidence to know how do I, you know, what am I doing? Or it's really important to follow that connection to yourself and the authority that you have and to know that the decisions that you make, you know, nobody else has to make that. They, it's your decision, right? Absolutely. That's a really powerful thing in human design. I think one of the most powerful things is learning your authority and learning how to use that to discern what those decisions are, if they're correct for you. Because I think a lot in, in business, particularly if you're starting out in business, you look to other people and you look outwards for the answers. You're looking on Instagram, you're looking at, you know, masterclasses, you're looking at um, the freebies and things like that. And you're almost giving away your power by sort of asking other people for advice a lot and even friends and family. And really it's understanding how to, the human design in the authorities, understanding how to bypass your mind and lean into your body to make that decision, to know if something feels right for you. Because as soon as your mind takes um, over, sometimes that can um, in a way, stop you from doing the things that you really want to do because mm. it can sometimes let the fear take over. Whereas when you listen to your authority and for you, I mean, for an example, I can talk about your authority, you're a manifesting generator with sacral authority. So for yes. you, it's really important to lean into your gut instinct. And it's, it's yes. a pretty in the moment feeling for you to know, you know, if, if someone asks you a question, it's usually for, um, a sacral authority is a yes or no that really works well or asking, you know, what you want to do or what feels aligned. Mm -hmm. And it's that straight away, it's almost a guttural sound for the sacral authority where it's uh uh uh-huh if it's a yes or uh uh-uh if it's a no. And 
if you don't know, there's a couple of things you can come back to another day to sort of ask yourself again. But if it's a really the mm, not sure, then it's it's really maybe not for you, that, that decision at that time. Mm. But it doesn't mean that you can't come back to thinking about that. And I guess in a way it's twofold because also you then have to think about whether you have the time, the energetic capacity right now, even if something feels right. So for instance, maybe when you were thinking about starting a podcast, it might've been a a hell yes, but then that timing might not have been right. So it's almost writing those things down that feel like a hell yes. And then coming back if the timing's not right as well. So Mm. I guess that sort of comes into play too. Yeah. Cause I think I know for myself, like intuition and and gut instinct and all of that has been such a game changer for me and how I, how I, cause as a, I don't know, as a person who um, wants to help other people, oftentimes I have said yes, when really I should have said no. And I haven't listened to that intuitive part of myself. Whereas when I started my own business, it's been four years now, when I started my own business, that's when I was really able to take that step back and listen to my intuition. And in Theta Healing, we do a lot of work where, which is what I practice um, as a practitioner, um, we do a lot of work checking in, you know, does this feel right? Yes, no. So we, you know, do sort of, we either check um, standing and a yes is forward and a no is backwards. So really just allowing the self, the subconscious to which is your, your gut instinct or, you know, to just come to the front rather than, as you say, that the mind and the brain just sort of ticking away saying, well, you should do that. You know, yeah, you shouldn't do that or no, you shouldn't do that. So it's, it's really interesting that people have access to their intuition, but we don't always um, listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. That is a big thing for generators and manifesting generators as well, because sometimes whatever your authority is, if it's sacral in your case, can say yes. So yeah, a lot of times for manifesting generators, you've got that energy with that sacral life force energy to be able to do a lot of things. And it's about sometimes discerning what's right for you. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. And a lot of times for that sacral authority, when you have that energy, you feel like you should be doing a lot of things and you should be saying yes to certain things, but it's about understanding if it's right for you as well, because you do have the energy to, to really do a lot of things and that endurance to be able to really move um, quickly and also um, have that strength through your design. So yeah, it's really about understanding that as well. Yeah. And how do you sort of, um, you know, work with your human design and parent, like, and I know you've got little children. So how do you, like, you can actually apply this to all aspects of your life, not just business. So do you look at your, um, how many children have you got? I've got two. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say two. Um, do you look at them and then you know what type they are therefore, or what their human design is, and therefore you interact based on that? Like it really can just, I guess, answer a lot of questions. Yeah, well, one thing that I found, which is a cute thing that I like to um, tell people is that both of my children, one's a manifesting generator and one's a generator. And at dinner time, it was often, I don't know, like I'd ask everyone in the house what they wanted for dinner. And everyone was like, I don't know. It was kind of like a kind of this 
common theme that came up every night, whereas I always sort of would know I'd be able to say what I wanted. Whereas now knowing that they've got that sacral authority that works best with a yes or no, I I say, do you want whatever it is, like pizza or pasta? And then I've got yes, no, and I get the answers straight away because that gut instinct and they know exactly whether they want it or not. So that's just something that I can use for all sorts of things to really ascertain what that decision is without sort of getting the don't know all the time. Yeah. You can tap into where their strengths are or, you know, what what feels natural for them. I love that. And when you work with your energy that then, and the energy that your uh, human design is, then that allows you to avoid the burnout, exhaustion and the overwhelm, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's such a powerful tool to really gain a lot of wisdom. And that's one way to really understand. So for me as a projector, I'm a non-energy type, but really in this world of online business, there's a lot of generator energy. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of my coaches have had that sacral energy, that manifesting generator, and they move really quickly. So sometimes following their strategies, just, I, I just couldn't do it because it just never felt like I had the energetic capacity to be able to do the same type of launch strategy, for instance. So understanding that is really a relief to me because I understood why that didn't feel right for me. And now I really lean into what my strengths are and I do work better in those shorter stints. So I work in those short stints and have breaks as well, rather than just forcing myself to work that sort of nine or 10 hours in a row without having a break that I used to do. And Mm. in all of my jobs as well, I was trying to keep up, I guess, and then wondering why I was burnt out. And also at the end of the day, I didn't really have the energy to even, you know, speak to people when I got home. I just needed that space away from other people's energy, really. So it's, yeah, it's sort of a relief. And now working at home, it's been amazing as well to be able to work my own hours. But then also I have um, a lot of undefined centers. So when I work in a cafe, I can really sample the energy of others. So I'm able to work really quickly and have a lot of different ideas happening when I go to cafes and things like that or community workspaces. So I do often, you know, go for a couple of hours every couple of days to do that. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. And what part of your human design likes that? that energy and picking, yeah. you know, picking up the energy from other people. What part of the human design is that? That's the energy centers. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of defined energy centers, whereas I have only two defined energy centers. So and what's I've the only- opposite of defined then? Is it undefined? <laughs> like it- undefined open. I've actually got a couple of open centers as well. So yeah, <clears throat> for me, I have a um, undefined head and an open Ajna, which is a lot of like the mind inspiration kind of thing comes from those areas. Mm -hmm. So when I'm around other people with defined energy centers there, I'm able to really draw inspiration as well and have a lot of energy and ideas flowing through that I may not have had if I'm just sitting at home on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of different examples that you can go into with that, but that's one example. And it's just so fascinating when you're, when you're working with clients and they're applying it to their business. So how do you, what, tell me about that. How do you actually um, work with your clients in and incorporating human design? Yeah. So you can, there's so many different aspects. You can really go into 
to most of the aspects of human design to pick up different things. Mm -hmm. But for instance, one thing that I work a lot with is the strategy side. So what their Mm -hmm. strategy is. Mm -hmm. So if they're designed to respond like a generator is, then I'll go through different ways that they can do that in a line way for them. So for instance, you know, on Instagram, if they have an Instagram following, it might be doing different things like having doing polls and things like that or going into different Facebook groups or having your, even if you have your own Facebook group, really like being aware of what other the things that you want to respond to. So mm-hmm. if there's different posts that are really bringing up different ideas in you to write those down and to start really responding to the things that feel aligned to you. So you, when you, you it's called wait to respond for the generator, but when you, there's not much waiting involved when you actually are aware of that's your strategy and then you can really respond to the things quite quickly around you. And that can draw inspiration ideas for programs or for content for you as well. And a lot of uh, generators operate like manifestors. So they're really initiating and mm-hmm. that can feel quite frustrating for them because they can be met with resistance because they're trying to um, use the strategy of the manifestor, which is a quite a common thing because in life you're told to just go out there and make it happen and, and initiate. Whereas it's really about leaning back and responding for your um, strategy. So it's quite interesting when you understand that. So there's a lot of different strategies that you can use for your unique uh, energetic strategy, if that makes sense. So there's all sorts of different areas that you can look into. And for instance, also the gates and channels, it's sort of, you can really look into where your strengths and gifts lie and really understand those. So yeah, it's quite interesting. And is there a lot of, are there a lot of people doing human design? Is there, is this, because I, again, like I had only recently heard about it. I think I, you were probably the first one that I heard it through a, a mastermind yeah. that we were in together. Um, but prior to that, I hadn't really heard about it before. And are there a lot of people who are finally clicking to this? Or is this an old modality is it something that's been around for a while I mean you mentioned before the 80s but um yeah yeah, something that's I've noticed it's becoming more and more popular but it is definitely something that there's a lot of demand for human design now particularly in the online space where people Mm. are understanding it and wanting to know more and yeah I guess there's probably not as many human design readers and guides as for the people that are wanting it now, really, it's become quite popular, but it is something that, especially when you understand what it is, it's, it's really an amazing um, system for really understanding your own um, energy type. And um, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained from understanding how to live your most authentic self and with a lot less resistance Yeah. And I think people want to know, like, we all want to know what makes us tick, you know, where are our strengths, where our energy is strongest. So there's so many things about it. Everybody likes to know about themselves and, you know, how can I be better or, you know, how can I play into those areas that are going to move me forward? (laughs) And so to me, it makes perfect sense. So when people want to work with you, what's the best way for them to work with you? So I do human design reading. So that is really an amazing thing for self-discovery. So we really go deep into all of the details of their chart. And then I also do 
readings or um, mentorship for business um, coaching, but through the lens of human design. So then we can really dive deep into that strategy of their unique um, design in business so they can really understand what their strengths are and really have a lot more boundaries and energetic space in their business to know what feels right and what feels aligned. And it really helps with everything from creating content to creating programs to choosing people to work with alongside of you, like choosing the right people to work with you as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained from incorporating it into your business and your marketing as well. Mm. Both of those. Yeah. And so, and you're, are you mainly on Instagram? I know I am. Um, are you mainly on Instagram? Is that how people can find out yeah. more about yeah. you? Yeah. So it's Nicole Towers uh, underscore. And also website is NicoleTowers.com. Okay, great. And I'll put that in the show notes below as well. Um, but I just, I really am fascinated as I keep saying, cause it's just, it is how we best operate by using this human design modality. And it's all, it's like, it's all been preordained or predestined, you know, <laughs> like you, you might want to be a projector or you might want to be a, you know, just a, a generator uh, or, you know, but you are who you are. And that's because of when you were born, where you were born and the, the date and the time. Right. So it's just really, um, there's not a lot you can do about that to change it. It's just, it's who you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think also understanding that really helps you to live in a more alignment in your life. So have a lot more ease and flow through your life. So it's, it's really interesting to be aware of it and how to work with it rather than against it. If you're, if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Cause I think oftentimes we're, we're told or, you know, extrovert, you know, be, put yourself out there and, oh, you know, that's how you're going to get the business. You're going to, but really there is a, a flow to how you are. And it's, it's knowing that by accessing this human design work, that the best way for you, I mean, you might be a combination of that, or, you know, you might have to put yourself out there um, and maybe it feels uncomfortable, but knowing that you can take a step back and regenerate or, you know, recover your energy again. Like it, does it work like that in terms of, um, because some people may not want to, for example, show their face on, um, on social media, or they just want to let their work speak for themselves. Or so there are ways that they can incorporate their human design into how they want to progress their business. Right. Yeah, I guess there are different things that you can look at in your chart. You know, if you, one thing is in the variables, there's also the arrows. You've probably seen them on the chart, whether yeah. they face one way or the other. So some people have the arrow that faces the way for them to, like, for instance, um, you could be an observer or observe. So you might prefer watching people and you less like watching, having people watch you. So you might not be the type of person that likes to do those behind the scenes of your business and have people watch you. You may be more suited to having a actual brand rather than a personal brand. There's different aspects you can look into. Um, yeah. It's not just that one thing, but there's a combination of different areas that you can look into whether personal brand, um, having a personal brand might feel aligned for you because you don't mind being in the spotlight. You don't mind putting yourself out there. Whereas some people do prefer to 
be, you know, behind the brand and not really show their face as much. And that's okay. You know, it's about finding what feels aligned for you. Yeah. Like I, what came up for me just then was product versus service. You know, you could have, maybe there are people who prefer to have a product um, and all of the things that goes with having that and the logistics and everything, or there are people who rather provide the service. It's, it's just really what works best for you and how you access that is one of the ways that you can access um, what, where your strengths are and, and how you yeah. operate is this human design work. Yeah. And another thing to think about is it's also about making sure that it's not your mind getting in the way of stopping you from putting yourself out there. Cause sometimes it is, it's the fear that's setting in. So human design really allows you to discern what is fear and what is actually aligned for you and to know whether that's the right decision. So of course it's going to be scary doing a live video for the first time or a podcast or, you know, talking on stories or things like that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it really, sometimes it is about putting yourself out there and trying it because that's where you realize that it is something for you. So it is a, a little bit of a mixture of, you know, trying different things as well and making sure that it is, you are following your authority and, so yeah, there's different authorities and that really helps you. So as we mentioned, sacral um, and yeah, so understanding that is a huge thing in human design. Yeah. Well, it all just, it makes a lot of sense. And I think um, definitely if people want to know more then they should get in contact with Nicole, I really feel that you just have this beautiful way of explaining everything. I feel so much more knowledgeable about it. And I've just really enjoyed our conversation today. So Thank you so much, Nicole, for being on The Foundation of You. It's been just such an um, eye-opening and, you know, aligned sort of experience. Everything kind of makes sense. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting to you too, Jenny. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.